Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host and sister in Christ, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. This is a podcast for millennial moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Tap in each week for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right. So welcome back to our returning listeners and welcome to our new listeners to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. So we are in a series this month where I am taking some classic hits. Um, last week we did, um, Lord, Erica Badu, um, Bag Lady. So be sure to check that out. And today I'm going to talk about J. Cole's um, song that he had out called Love Yours. I love that song. I love J. Cole. I am for sure a J. Cole fan for many, many reasons. Um, I love the message of his music um, that he puts out. I've been a fan since the first album, Cold World, Sideline Story. If you know, you know. Um, I was definitely on to him then. And also, he's a fellow North Carolinian. So he is from Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is literally like down the road from where I live. Um, it's nothing for me to be in Fayetteville. So I'm just a super fan of J. Cole forever and always. Um, but like I said, I just love the message that his music has. Um, we know right now with a lot of the new music from rappers, it's not really a message. It's more so about a good time, okay, and a good beat. But 
he typically has a message to the songs that he puts out. Um, I love his humility in regards to, you know, his status as a celebrity. He still seems very humble. Um, he's very vulnerable in his music and shares a lot of the realities when it comes to fame and fortune and the rap game or just as a celebrity in general, right? Um, it's easy for us to get caught up in the lifestyles that we see on social media, be it with our peers, be it with social media, whatever. It's easy to get caught up in the lifestyles that we see and start to compare our lives or desire other people's lives, right, as a result of what we see. This can cause us to feel discontent or like we are missing out on something with the current lifestyle that we have now. Um, we don't understand the reality or the totality of what people have to go through on a daily basis to live the type of lifestyles that we see. Um, and I've touched on this before in some past episodes. So I'm not one who feels like everybody who appears to be doing well on social media is faking it. I don't believe that. I believe there are some people who legit have you know, the finances or the status or whatever to live the type of lifestyle that they live. But there, we don't know the cost that it takes to live that, that lifestyle. We don't know what they have to do to earn that type of money, to keep up with that type of money. We don't know who they have to pay, like how much they're kicking out. Because one thing I've learned um, in regards to business and making money, you can make an X amount of money, but there are overhead calls um, I'm pretty sure for certain celebrities, there are other people that they have to pay. So it's not like they're keeping all of that money, right? So we don't know <laughs> the cost or the background of what people go through in order to live the lifestyle that they live. But to get on today's topic, um, we're going to be talking about how to overcome destination happiness. And what is destination happiness? Um, another way that this can be said is destination addiction where the belief that happiness is in the destination or can be found somewhere else rather than in the present. So a few quotes that I have here um, that may, you know, show that you're someone that um, deals with destination happiness. You may have found yourself saying, I'll be happy once I lose 20 pounds. I'll be happy once I get married. I'll be happy once I buy a new house. I'll be happy once I make more money. I'll be happy once I become a mom. I'll be happy once I gain 10,000 followers, all right? So with these quotes here, there is no judgment at all. I myself have found myself saying a lot of these quotes, right? So I'm speaking from a place of experience and definitely not a place of judgment. Um, but I feel like the song Love Yours by J. Cole really helps to debunk all the myths um, when it comes to destination happiness and feeling like things will be better or your life will be better once you reach that whatever that thing is that you feel like you'll be happy once you get it. All right, so let's hop into these lyrics. Um, I'm going to do it kind of the style that I did, um, Bag Lady, where I'm just kind of reading the lyrics. Again, the um, site that I got most of the information from is called genius.com where you can put in, um, uh, search the lyrics for certain songs. And when you click on it, it gives you like a little excerpt or explanation of the lyrics. So 
Um, some of the things that I talk about today is cited from that website. All right, so let's get into it. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing, no such thing. All right, so in the context of this album or this song, it follows J. Cole's self-reflection as he begins to realize that the money and fame didn't bring him the happiness that he desired. To gain the true happiness that he was yearning for, he needed to appreciate himself more and those that love him. I love that line. He needed to appreciate himself, not the status or the things or the money amount, but himself as well as the people that love him. It's so easy to get caught up in the wanting more, right? To keep up with the Joneses or whatever, you know, our desires are. But we have to start to look around at who's loving us, who's appreciating us, who's valuing us for being in their lives. Jacob um, did an interview with someone named Tavis Smiley. And this is a quote or an excerpt from that interview. I thought that success was all I needed. That was what that was what was going to bring the happiness, getting the fame, the accolades, having people say, oh, you're one of the best in the game. Then when those things came, the happiness wasn't there. And I realized why that was. All right. And this is a quote, like I said, from J. Cole from his interview. All right. So this is a celebrity who has gained status, who has gained the accolades who I feel like he's definitely in like, you know, that list of rappers. Everybody has their own list. It's based on opinion. But he's definitely like one of the greats or I feel like a well-respected rapper. And he's saying even once he got that, you know, recognition, even after the money, he still did not feel happiness, which let him know that that's not where the happiness is, right? The happiness has to be where he decides that it is. And we'll get into that as we move on later. All right. The next line, heart beating fast. Let a nigga know that he alive. Fate niggas, mad snakes, snakes in the grass. Let a nigga know that he arrive. Don't be sleeping on your level because it's beauty in the struggle. Beauty, beauty. I love that part. And again, y'all, I don't have a singing voice, so do not judge me. All right. So what does this line here means? You may initially feel excitement about achieving a new level of success, according to the world. But there's a quote that says new levels bring new devils. So even though you're, you know, making success or moving up in the world or whatever, each level that you move up to has new issues or drama or responsibilities that you have to deal with each level that you move up. All right. Everybody is not going to be happy for you, and you have to be aware of the people who want to take advantage of your success. So this is where he's talking about um, fake people, you know, snakes in the grass. Um, some of you may have heard that that quote, you know, like, keep your grass cut low, be mindful of the snakes around you. And that's just a term talking about, like, sneaky people or people who are out to get you. Um, this was definitely a lesson that I had to learn um, as I started the podcast with baking cookies, with Kai's cookies. Like everybody is not happy and excited about you achieving goals or you appearing successful or moving to another level. 
there are definitely people <laughs> that, you know, from little comments that they make or their little mannerisms or whatever, it's, you can tell it's some, you know, negative energy or some hate and energy behind it. So that's something you have to keep in mind with too, as you're trying to get to this destination, right, of whatever that next level is. That might mean that you're losing some relationships, right? Or some people aren't coming with you to that next level because they're not happy to see you move up. <laughs> they don't want to see you move up or see you be successful. So now you've got to deal with that. Um, don't feel discouraged about the season that you're currently in. There is beauty in starting from the bottom and going through the trials and errors and learning the lessons. It brings a sense of humility on your journey. So that um, that quote there kind of sums up, you know, when he says, don't be sleeping on your level because it's beauty in the struggle. And I highly believe that. I feel like we all love a good rags to riches story, right? We love hearing about somebody that came from the bottom, who didn't have that many resources and the struggle. And we love to hear their story or their journey of how they got out or moved to a level of success. So I definitely will say that I agree with this quote here, that there is beauty in the struggle, even though it doesn't feel beautiful while you're in it, when you're on the other side of it and you can look back at what you went through and why and see the why of what you went through. It's a very beautiful process. All right. Is beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Hear my words or listen to my signal of distress. I grew up in the city and though sometimes we had less compared to some of my niggas down the block, man, we were blessed. All right. As much as we don't like to struggle, there are beautiful moments that happen in that season. As much as we glamorize success, there are ugly moments in success too. So again, this goes both ways. There's beauty in the struggle, right? But there's ugliness in the success. So we're trying to get to this successful place of feeling like, oh, things are going to be better. Things are going to be great. But there are certain levels in success where things can get ugly. Like the example I shared where everybody is not happy that you're successful. That's something ugly that you have to deal with. Sometimes you have to reflect that things could always be worse. This isn't to compare and say your life is better than someone else's, but there are certain problems that you don't have to face that somebody else may have to face. Okay, so this goes to the line where, you know, he's saying, you know, sometimes we had we had less, but compared to the people down the block that he lived, you know, in the neighborhood that, excuse me, <laughs> The people who lived in his neighborhood down the block, compared to them, he seemed blessed. So, for example, um, some problems that you may not have to face. You don't have to decide, you know, you get, excuse me, you get to decide what you want to eat for the night, right? You're with your family, y'all deciding, what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? Either you're going to pick something up or you're going to go to the grocery store and cook it, period. There is someone somewhere who was wondering, when is the next time we're going to eat? Okay, we have food tonight, but I'm not sure about food tomorrow, right? So again, this isn't to say that our lives are better than anybody, but just a perspective shift, like some of the things that we take advantage of, somebody would love to have that, right? Somebody would love to have that. And this was a lesson that I learned working with special needs children um, back in 2012, I started working with exceptional children and it just really opened my eyes to 
you know, my children and their development. And again, not to compare my children to anybody who has a special needs child. Um, just the reality of certain problems that I'm complaining about, you know, these parents would love, would love to have that problem um, in their life. So definitely a perspective shift there. All right. The next line goes on to say, and life can't be no fairy tale, no once upon a time, but I be damned if a nigga don't be trying. So tell me, mama, please, while you be drinking all the time, does all the pain he brought you still linger in your mind? Because pain still lingers on mine. On the road to riches, listen, this is what you'll find. The good news is, nigga, you came a long way. The bad news is, nigga, you went the wrong way. Woo. All right. This quote right here is very, very powerful. So we operate in life like we are supposed to have this storybook ending <laughs> to it, right? When that's not reality. Think about Jesus's life, okay? His life did not have a fairy tale ending. A lot of people in the Bible did not have the typical fairy tale ending to their lives. So a lot of us, you know, go through life with this high expectations and there's nothing wrong with, you know, expecting good things for your life or wanting good things for your life. But as he said here in the quote, and life can't be no fairy tale, no once upon a time, but I be damned if a nigga don't be trying. Like we are all trying to reach this fairy tale perfection life. And that's just not reality. And if somebody like Jesus did not have the perfect fairy tale life where everything, you know, went his way and was peaches and cream and he was always happy and just always la da da da, you know, things just going right, then that's not going to be the case for us either. And then there's a part where he, you know, is asking his mama questions. So tell me, mama, please, while you be drinking all the time, does all the pain he brought you still linger on your mind? So J. Cole has been very open about um, his mom and his her relationship with men and her drinking or whatever. So to me, this just kind of shows how we like to self-medicate to ease the pain. But we aren't, you know, using healthy things to do that. So in this case, his mom, you know, uses alcohol. Some people may use marijuana. Some people may use sex. Some people may use food. Whatever the case may be, you're just trying to self-medicate and ease and soothe off that pain. But it's only temporary. It's possible to come a long way from where you used to be, but at what cost? What direction are you heading in in regards to your relationship with God, relationships with your family, your friends, and yourself? What was the cost for you to reach this level of success? So this quote goes back to the line at the end, which I say hit so hard. On the road to riches, this is what you'll find. The good news is you came a long way. So you have, so a lot of people may have come a long way from whatever the bottom is, right? But in what direction are you going? <laughs> That's the question you have to ask yourself. So like he said here, you came a long way, but you're going the wrong way. So some of us, um, you know, may accumulate riches or be successful according to the world your new house, you got more money in your account, whatever. But at what cost did you have to pay in order to accumulate those things? So did you have to risk your relationship with God? Does this mean that you had to 
you know, risk some of your your values and your morals in order to achieve this success? Um, does this mean that you're not available for your family as much? So you're go, 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 work, 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 and you never have time for your kids and your family? Um, does this mean that you're backstabbing your friends and throwing them under the bus in order to move up or achieve? Like these are real questions you have to ask yourself um, when you're trying to achieve that destination or that next level. At what cost, right? Is me achieving this level? What is the cost for me to get there? Okay. The next line is for what's money without happiness or hard times without the people you love. All right. So <clears throat> we have all heard this quote before that money can't buy happiness. Now, I know some people will argue this like, shoot, <laughs> give me a couple extra dollars, sis, and I will show you somebody that's happy. And I agree with you. But what this quote really means, there's a there's a heart issue for this this quote. So I do believe that having finances, um, having financial stability can bring you joy and happiness in your life. Because being broke is not fun. Not being able to pay your bills and things like that. That's not fun. That's not enjoyable, right? But here's the team. If you aren't happy, what's the importance of all the money that you have? Sure, you can buy the better things, but what's the importance of anything if you're not happy at the end of the day? The premise of this song and much of this album is to be happy and proud of what you have. You don't need what's best. What you need is to love what you have. Okay. Um, this is so powerful here. Um, give me one second. Let me get my notes. So sure, you can buy better things. So at the end of the day, if you bought this new house, I know that's a goal for mine. And I'm going to get into, you know, my destination <clears throat> happiness story. But a goal for mine is to have a house, right? If I purchase that house, what is it worth if me and my family aren't even interacting with each other? What is the house worth if at the end of the day, I'm house poor, Right. I can pay for the house, I can afford the house, but I don't have any money to do anything extra or to live. So now I'm frustrated with the house. And what I saw as a blessing is now an irritation and it's messing with my emotions and I'm no longer happy, right? So you really have to ask yourself that at what cost, right? Yes, money can buy happiness, but if you're able to buy those things, but you're still unhappy <laughs> at the end of the day, then what is it worth? It's good to struggle with those you care about because it makes success feel 10 times better when you can live in luxury with those same individuals. Now, this is a quote from the genius.com thing, but I put it in my notes because I feel like some people, when they um, reach a certain level of success, they start treating the people that were down for them funny, right? So it can go either way, right? The people can feel the people in your circle can feel some type of way about you succeeding or you can succeed and start getting big headed and start acting funny towards them. So I feel like it's really important to, you know, be humble and appreciate the people who were with you in your your struggle season. Right. Um, appreciate them. Don't start acting funny with them just because you've reached a different level, which I believe is what he's saying here. Um, let me scroll back up. Ah. 
which I believe is what he's saying here with the quote, for what's money without happiness or hard times without the people you love, all right? As long as you got people who love you genuinely around you in those hard times, then nothing else really matters. Though I'm not sure what's about to happen next, I ask for strength from the Lord up above because I've been strong so far, but I feel my grip loosening. Quick, do something before you lose it for good. Get it back and use it for good and touch the people how you did like before. All right. So this is a good quote here. We are not able to handle all that comes with success or maintain success on our own. We need help, guidance, and strength from God to do those things. So this is something really big for me. I don't really like when people say like they're self-made or they did accumulated all this success by themselves, self this, self that. You will never hear me say that. <laughs> you will never hear me say anything that I'm doing is self-made or self-accumulated. All that I have and all that I'm doing is a result of my relationship with God. Either he guided me to it, either he gave me the strength to do it, the resources to do it, whatever, but nothing was self-made. So when you accumulate success on your own, you have to sustain it on your own. And I don't want to sustain anything by myself without God, because that's when you start feeling overwhelmed. That's when you start getting stressed. That's when things start breaking down and falling apart. So that's not, you know, the lifestyle that you want to do. You want to ask God to help you to move through life and achieve success. J. Cole is very open about his fear of not being as good as he was when he first came out in regards to his lyrics and impacting people with his music, like when he first got into the rap game. So like I shared, he's very, you know, humble in regards to, I feel like how he presents himself, um, especially when he first started out. So pretty much this line here is sharing, like sometimes he worries about being able to keep up this success on his own. So he's asking for God's help so that he can still have the same impact that he did when he first started. All right, then there's a line that says, I'm tired of leaving, I'm tired of living with demons because they always invite him more. So here J. Cole admits that he has his own demons and they're always trying to pollute his mental state and get him down. J. Cole describes the task of dealing with personal demons only to bring about new and greater ones. Fame allowed J. Cole to get out of poverty, right? And support his mom. But now he has to deal with the aftermath of it, the distance it has created between him, his family, and his friends. Now, this quote here, I'm tired of living with demons because they always invite him more. Um, this refers to um, a scripture in the Bible, and it's Luke chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. The spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. So I haven't really done much um, Bible study or context with that scripture. Um, this was actually an excerpt on Genius.com that, you know, that quote, I'm tired of living with demons because they always invite more. That's where that came from. So obviously he feels like, you know, 
he's, you know, feel like he has arrived or come to this place of success that he's released these demons, but obviously it's still battles that he's having to face and deal with and more issues are coming as a result of this responsibility. So again, this goes back to why we got to stay prayed up and why we don't need to be out here doing anything alone or trying to achieve any success without God and the Holy Spirit assisting us. We need that covering. All right. And this is the conclusion of the song. Think being broke was better. Now, I don't mean that phrase with no disrespect to all my niggas out there living in debt, cashing minimal checks. Turn on the TV, see a nigga Rolex and fantasize about a life with no stress. I mean this sincerely. And that's a nigga who was once in your shoes living with nothing to lose. I hope one day you hear me. Always going to be a bigger house somewhere, but nigga feel me. Long as the people in that love you dearly. Always going to be a whip that's better than the one you got. Always going to be some clothes that's fresher than the ones you rock. Always going to be a that's better out there on tours. But you ain't never going to be happy till you love yours. Y'all. Y'all. There's so much in this last verse. Like, it's so simple. But if you can grasp the message <laughs> that he's trying to portray here. So as we're achieving this you know, destination happiness, this new car, this new home, these new clothes, this bad chick that you want on your arm, whatever that you achieve, there's always going to be something better out there somewhere else. Always, always. <laughs> it's kind of like that quote, like your boss has a boss, like there's always going to be something better, something different something that you haven't seen before that you may want. So this really just has to grasp in your head that, you know what, I just need to be happy with what I have, with where I am in my life. Make sure that I love what I got going on, okay? Because if not, then you're always going to be trying to reach the next thing, do the next thing. And this, this is what brings discontentment. This is what starts to bring stress, anxiety, worry, comparison, jealousy, like there's so many negative things attached to trying to reach this next destination of happiness and not being grateful um, and content with what you have right now in your current season. And just think what you have in your current season, somebody else is probably looking at you wishing that they had the things that you had, just the same way you're looking at somebody else wishing that you had the things that they had. It's a never ending cycle. But you have the choice to end the cycle by practicing gratitude and being content. Now, real quick, I'm going to go into my destination happiness experience. Um, I have shared this story on past episodes. So if you heard this before, you know, bear with me. Um, but I had a goal for my 30th birthday, which was last year, to lose uh, X amount of weight. I had a goal weight that I was trying to reach by my 30th birthday. And I felt like, once I hit that number on the scale, that there was going to be a flood of self-love, um, all my body image issues were going to go away, all my weight loss issues were going to go away. Like this was the golden number. Once I hit this number on the scale, I have arrived <laughs> in my mind. That was what I was thinking. So y'all, I met my goal. By my 30th birthday, I met my goal weight. But I still did not feel happy. I was not happy, even though I met my goal weight. 
I didn't, there were little things that I was nitty picking about on my body. I didn't like my mommy tummy. Um, I felt like my booty was getting flat. I felt like I had got too skinny, actually, like physically looking at myself in the mirror. I felt like I was too skinny. Um, I started to feel discouraged by people's comments about my weight loss. Um, people would say stuff like, girl, you're going to blow away and, and things like that. And it's like, I wasn't trying to get that small. <laughs> like, I wasn't trying to get that skinny. Um, so this year, in 2023, I have accepted that the number on the scale does not determine my happiness. I simply want to live a healthy lifestyle, period. <laughs> That's it. That's the goal is to live a healthy lifestyle. It's not to be a certain amount of weight on the scale. It's not to look a certain way physically in certain body parts and areas. Like, of course, I want that, but I'm not going to attach my happiness to it because when my happiness was attached to the, the weight on the scale, I still wasn't happy. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if I'm up on the scale or where I, my goal weight, where I want it to be inside. I still was not happy. I still was not happily happy. So my goal now is to simply live a healthy lifestyle, period. I want to eat healthy and exercise regularly because it's good for me not to achieve a certain number on the scale or this destination happiness that I feel like is attached to that number. I frequently have to ground myself back to reality when I get discouraged about numbers of the podcast platform, my YouTube subscribers, my followers on Instagram, and people who sign up for my email list. So this is another destination happiness um, issue that I deal with in regards to me showing up on this platform. So seeing people my age on social media who are making six figures, who have 10K followers, who their online business is established, they're making money on their podcast. Like I'm seeing all these things and feeling like, Oh, if I do this, then I'll I'll be able to get there. Or, oh, if I do this, then I'll be able to earn more money. When in reality, the Holy Spirit told me no about a lot of things that I have been wanting to sign up for. So let me back up because I'm getting ahead of my notes here. So as a result of me wanting to be this successful online um, influencer when it comes to my podcast and the coaching business, I have signed up for I don't know how many courses and classes to learn how to build my community and how to earn more money online. But recently, the Holy Spirit has told me not to sign up for another course or another class in hopes that it will help me achieve the numbers and the status that I'm looking for. I have accepted that I am where God wants me to be. <laughs> okay, so just because somebody else is where I want to be in regards to this online space doesn't mean that I have to start hustling and striving and doing all these things to try to get there. Because then, just like I shared earlier, that means I have to sustain the success. So I would much rather wait for God to move me or, you know, reveal me to who I need to be revealed to for the followers and the subscribers, whoever really needs it. I want him to send those people to me. Um, that genuinely, you know, want to hear what I have to say, want to apply what I have to say to their lives and interact. I want him to orchestrate that. 
I don't want to try to force it and do it myself because, like I said, I'm going to have to keep up with that. And I don't want that responsibility. So I've accepted that I am where God wants me to be. I've recently seen YouTube videos of influencers sharing how the social media space took a toll on their mental health. So um, there was this one girl who talked about how she, you know, got off social media for a year, but how before that she was on social media for like five to six years as an influencer, um, traveling, taking pictures, uploading content, you know, all the things, but how it started to take a toll on her mental health, how secretly she was depressed, even though she was showing up smiling and stuff, how it started to... Um, distort her mindset and how she was becoming very much like self-centered and selfish, Um, how everything in her life was about her. Every outing that she went to turned into content, how just a dinner with her husband was turned into content or needed to be recorded or needed to look this specific way and how it affected her marriage and things like that. So I'm really, you know, taking this advice from the people who have gone before me in this space, like, do I really want to rush to this space like that? Do I really want to be responsible for constantly posting because I have this partnership with this brand and they're waiting on me to show up and say something. And if I don't, then I don't get the money. Like, again, these are the new levels, new devils, like new levels bring on more responsibility. Is that something that I'm really ready for right now? I feel like I'm doing very well managing the responsibilities that I have now in regards to showing up weekly for the podcast, um, my email list, showing up on social media, like this is what I'm able to handle in this space and this time. And that's okay. And I trust that as I'm stewarding over this season, that it will prepare me for the next season when there is more responsibility to come. So I am content with the level of responsibility that I have in this season and I am committed to stewarding over this current season without trying to rush into the next season. All right. So in conclusion, um, I just want to share what the Bible has to say about being content and contentment. So contentment is a state of being satisfied, at peace, and emotionally fulfilled with what one has or the circumstances in which one finds themselves. It is an attitude of the heart and mind that is not dependent on external possessions, wealth, or circumstances. Now, that's a key point about that wealth. I'm going to read a scripture that talks about that, so keep a pen there. Contentment comes from recognizing and being satisfied with God's provision in our life, whether that provision is material, relational, or spiritual. It involves trusting that God knows what is best and provides for our needs. All right. So the first scripture is Philippians chapter four, verses 10 through 13. And this is where Paul is writing a letter to, I'm not sure who, I'm not going to get on here lying, but he's in jail and he's writing a letter to, Okay, writing a letter, um, thanking them for the things that they have, you know, sent him and given him. All right. So that's again, Philippians chapter four, verses 10 through 13. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Now that I was ever, excuse me, not that I was ever in need, 
for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. All right, so this goes back to what I was sharing about being, we have to tap into God's strength in order to sustain success or move through success. But what Paul is saying here is that for I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. So I can survive in life with a lot or with a little bit, with plenty or with not much, right? Whatever the status is of my life, whatever that metric is, through Christ, I can do anything because he is the one who gives me strength. Essentially, he is the ultimate source of our happiness, of our joy, of our life, period, in general. It's not about the things that we can collect. Even like he said here in the scripture, you know, thank you for, you know, being concerned about me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. So pretty much he's like, you know, I appreciate y'all helping. I appreciate y'all being concerned. But even if y'all won't able to reach out, I'm, I'm good. I'm good in this season. I'm good in this state of life. Keep in mind, he was in jail. To be in jail and talk about contentment and peace, whew, that just does something to me. Like, we be making this stuff a lot harder and a lot extra than what it has to be. So here's a quote to share. If you're not happy with what you have now, you will never be happy. If you're not happy with what you have now, you will never be happy. <laughs> okay? Happiness is a choice. All right. Then the second verse I want to leave you all with, and then we'll wrap up, is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 10. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. All right. That's why I told you all to put a pen um, and hold that in. So pretty much this verse is saying true godliness and contentment is wealth. We like to think of wealth as, you know, the houses, the cars, the bank account, whatever. But here the scripture is saying true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world. And we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if you have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Y'all, this scripture is so deep. So let's back up. We talked about the wealth. What about the part where it's saying, you didn't bring anything with you in this world and you can't take anything with you when you leave. It sounds so cliche and we hear it and it can go over your head, but really grasp the reality of that quote. <laughs> As we're out here trying to accumulate all these things, the house, the car, the clothes, the shoes, the jewelry, whatever, 
we can't take any of it with us when we leave this earth. And when we came to earth, we didn't have anything. But our little naked baby booty, that's it. <laughs> okay? So really, really hone into that when you find yourself desiring materialistic things. Like, there's nothing wrong with desiring those things. But if you find yourself to where it's making you go into comparison and jealousy and, and hating your life, then come back to that reality. You know what? I didn't come in this world with anything and I can't take anything with me when I'm gone. So is it really that important? Most likely not. And then it goes on to say, you know, if we have food and clothing, let us be content with that. If you got food to eat and clothes on your back, that's like the bare minimum. Be content and grateful to God for that. People who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction for the love of money, not money itself, but the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves, pierced themselves with many sorrows. I don't know how many movies or TV shows or videos that we watch where if there's a motive about money, you will see them do almost anything to get the money. They'll kill a family member, do things outside of their character that they wouldn't usually do for the love of money or to accumulate money. And after they get it, as the scripture says here, they pierce themselves with many sorrows or have to go through a lot of stress and drama as a result of accumulating that money in a shady way, okay? So that is all I have for you all today. I want to leave you with a quick reflection question. What past prayers are you currently living in today? That will bring a sense of contentment there if you reflect on that. And what future desires do you need to shift your perspective about? So again, there's nothing wrong with desiring more or wanting more. But if it's clouding your, your present moment or have you feeling like, your life is worthless until you get to that destination. Okay, what? how do you need to shift your perspective, sis? Okay, so again, that is all I have for you all today. Be sure to follow me on both Instagram and Facebook. Those links will be in the show notes. I would love to have you join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community where I share out weekly emails and resources that I don't typically share um, on social media. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Um, I upload the live videos on my YouTube channel, so be sure to subscribe there. And be sure to rate, share, or leave a review for the podcast. And for the reviews, if you leave a review and I see your name, I will give you a shout out on the next podcast episode. So be sure to do that as well. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all again for tuning in with me. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.